Okay, go go ahead. Go ahead and ask. I know you're dying to. What am I, what am I supposed to be asking? Am I recording? Where's the, where's the button to show the chat in Skype? That's what I'm asking. Where? <laughs> All right. Can't I help you it. with that. I found it. I am, right. re- I am recording. <laughs> Are you? Doesn't matter, because unlike uh, your other co-hosts, I don't leave this kind of thing to chance. I'm, I'm recording over here. Yeah, I'm double recording. So, so this episode will just be my side. Mm, finally. And then there'll be blank spots, and people can imagine what you might have said during those spots, yeah, but they won't actually be able to hear you. That's fine. That's fine. You'll, you'll finally have an opportunity to opine. Time um, enough at last. <laughs> you know... That show does not go over well with an 11-year-old. Well, like the original? Yeah. That episode or the entire show? Well, it's just, you know, the black and white. Uh, t- t- we're talking mm. about the Twilight Zone. The black and white and the, the like, sort of production quality and the pacing and the, like, oh, I can guess this is a mystery thing. I don't know. It just didn't go over like just, I expected. Just tell her when they get the Oz, it goes color. Oh, that's good. I'll do that. I'll do it. Um, how you doing? You, you, you good? Mm-hmm. Um, we have... You, I don't know what you're doing in this document. You, you had some coffee or something. You, you've added a lot of uh, things to talk about in this document, and I'm very excited. So this is a podcast tapas today. They call it oh, small plates. Small- <laughs> we got a lot of little things. We sure do for real for real this time. Not like <laughs> I was last just going to say you never, you never, never. No, I do not. I do not want to belabor this, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to belabor this, and I don't want this to take over the whole show, but. I do want to say um, thank you. Uh, I don't know if John thanks you. I thank you. Uh, wow, I got a snort. <laughs> yeah, mark usually, my usually I'm muted when I'm snorting. I wasn't <laughs> muted. You got to hear that. I wish you'd just not mute. I want to hear your noises. I don't know how you feel about me. I really don't. Should I just go, hmm, hmm? I can't do the Merlin. Which, which one is do, that? Do, do the do the uh, the upset hum that you do. What, like, I don't do a hum? What are you talking about? <laughs> Okay, do that one. Please don't mute. Please stay on mute. No, I'm trying to do your oh, noise. Oh, this one. Oh, my, my fretful noise. I yeah, think that it. goes like this. <clears throat> yeah, that's it. You got it. Okay. <laughs> no, no. No, no. Um, uh, I just want to say thank you to the listeners of this program uh, for the uh, the very, very kind and voluble feedback about uh, episode 102 of your uh, Reconcilable Differences program. Where you talked about your refrigerator, and I, I don't want to belabor it. You know, I, this, I'm not. I, you know, you know, you know me. I don't like to do victory laps, but uh, but it was really good. And and not only did people like it and send us nice words, but now I am treated to a steady feed of refrigerator doors that are not uh, not even. That's the best part. It's the best part. Oh my the, god! The awakening, the, <laughs> the awakening of the French door refrigerator owners in America. <laughs> so so many photographs of uneven doors. Was it order order sixty six? Like everybody just comes to mm-hmm. life. You haven't mm-hmm. seen that one. Um, but uh, but no. The and again, this is this is the thing you do. You you do this, which is you cause someone to see something they never had seen, probably never needed to see, and now can't unsee ever ever never. Well, the best part is like that was not really one of the and the even minor points of that story. It was just uh, as a matter of fact, as we go through the story, there's a thing, and then the, here's me wrangling with it. But the idea that you know, I mean, it occurred to me in you know in the episode that people might not realize that, but boy, this a lot, a lot of people have just not been looking at their fridge doors, which is probably probably they shouldn't have been. No, uh, but now they are. No, I mean, like if you had your druthers and you had had what do we call it? A refrigerator dodecahedrangle. 
you know, and you'd gotten all the facets you wanted, somewhere on that list implicitly would be all the things should line up or I should be able to make cause them to line up. Yeah, no one, no one thinks about that type of thing. It's, 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 the, it's the spherical cows problem. You know the spherical cows thing? I don't think I do. Tell me about that. So like in, uh, in physics problems, when they want you to do something where they want to give you like a word problem that has some kind of interest, they, they put cows in the problem. But of course, cows are very complicated and pointy and unevenly weighted. And so they say, just imagine the cows are our perfect spheres for the purposes of doing this problem. So you get to have uh-huh. a fun word problem about cows. But you don't have to worry about all the nuances of the cows. The same thing they have, like, you know, completely it's the coastline la- of Scotland, but for cows. Yeah, like uh, completely rigid bodies and completely elastic, elastic collisions, like simplifying things that allow you with the physics that you know mm-hmm. to do a word problem uh, and actually successfully get the quote unquote the answer. Because if you had to do it for a real cow, it would be incredibly complex and we could never actually find the exact answer. So uh, the, the related part here is that people think their refrigerators are ideal solids, like completely <laughs> rigid bodies and just completely rectilinear and... Right. The, the reality is they're very heavy things where a lot of the weight is in the bottom and the like when you put if you put them on an uneven floor and fill it with food, Ugh. it will skew like the whole fridge will skew. Uh, right. Like it's yes. not staying. It's not staying a rectangle. Even if you try to level it and you do the little feet, like depending, especially since most fridges have four wheels in the bottom these days, mm-hmm. but two adjustable feet at the front, but no adjustable anything at the back, just the wheels at the back. So You're facing this with your door too. I mean, with your uh, drawer, sorry, I did it again, but with your drawer, it's like, you know, can't you make like a fully wheeled system for doing things? Is it that, yeah. is it cost cutting? Do you think it's cost cutting? I don't know if the drawer problem is, I mean, I, I see what you're getting at, like that they just put the two wheels on it, but like, honestly, I don't think you'd want a fridge with four adjustable feet. I think it, because then you'd be suspending the entire weight of the fridge on the little screw feet or whatever. Like, I understand why they do mm. it. And most people don't live in New England where all the houses, floors are <laughs> wavy like the ocean. But anyway, I have to imagine that... <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks already. <laughs> one, one of the reasons they give you the adjustable door is because they know if it, like if it's off a little bit for manufacturing tolerances or if you don't do a good job leveling or even if you do the best job possible leveling it, it could be that the fridge is still skewed and manufacturing tolerances may not, you know, so they, they give you the adjustability. But... I think a lot of the reason people uh, uh, doors aren't even is because either they didn't bother leveling their fridge at all, because it's not a thing most people would do. If they had someone else come install their fridge, yeah. the installer probably made a token effort to maybe level it, or maybe they just screwed the little feet till they touched the ground, and maybe they just assume it's a newish house and, and the floor is level. Um, and certainly they didn't use the adjustment screw. So I, I would think the, the bright side of this is all the people who sent pictures of that are uneven fridge doors, I bet pretty much all those people can fix that problem by reading the manual for their fridge, which they probably don't have anymore, but you can just look for the fridge model number on the sticker that's stuck to the inside wall of your fridge yeah. and just Google for that model number, manual PDF, like those two words after that model number in Google. And you'll probably find the manual and it'll tell you where the adjustment screw is. Or you can just level your fridge and that might fix it entirely. But it's kind of the John Roderick's water fountain problem all over again. We're like, now there's a lot of people, there, there's a handful of people, a broken sad people, every time they see a refrigerator, they're going to think to look. And then once they think to look, they're going to, they're going to see the thing. Nothing is so perfect, Marlon. Nothing. Mm. Um, so, uh, end of victory lap. Cause we have a lot of other things to cover, including some, <laughs> we have some, we have some, uh, some, some fridge follow-up. Mm-hmm. I got a text from you at one point where you said uh, something along the lines of, I don't think I told you about my mini fridge. And I don't say, I said, I don't, I don't think you have. Tell me about your mini fridge. 
I set the mini fridge aside for a second. Mini, I just mini top, to... As you say here, mini topic, mini fridge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of uh, the things, the bullet points underneath that aren't actually related to the mini fridge is just to say that some people who have the exact same model fridge as I do, because I eventually put the fridge model in the, in the show notes. If you're wondering what it was, you can go back and look at it. You did? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, what about so, theater of the mind, John? Yeah, we were looking at it and people want to know. So I was tired of tweeting it <sighs> to model back. You put, put it in the show notes. Um, but people who have the exact same model are telling me about all the problems that my fridge will eventually have. Uh, one of which is obviously the uneven door. Someone said, hey, I've got your fridge. I tried to level it. I used the adjustment screw. Door was still uneven. So what I did was I bought a washer and shoved it in the hinge to give me a little bit more distance. And so that's a good idea. And I'm going I'm to try that. I'm in the <laughs> process of trying to order a washer, which is itself an entire other <laughs> thing that I should put lower down the topics. Um, the other is there's apparently a, a spot in this fridge where water can accumulate and then eventually freezes like over the uh, crisper drawers. I haven't experienced that yet, but it's something I'll be watching uh. for. And apparently the ice maker, if you use it, uh, sometimes has trouble shutting off and your cup runneth over with ice cubes. I don't have that problem because I don't have the ice maker turned on, but that's good to know. The little arm boy that comes down, the, the, the little touchy arm that says stop making ice. It's not a touchy arm in this one. I think it's like a, like a, a sensor on the the bottom like the weight of the ice push i don't mm. know I, I know what you're talking about the yeah, little arm that's what we like have the, on pile, ours. The, the pile of ice gets high enough and then it you know yeah i don't i don't know anyway we, we don't run the ice maker but it's good to know and the mini fridge thing finally thing i didn't mention in the very long story that could have even been longer was when we were remember we the fridge died on the weekend and the earliest we could get delivery was a tuesday so we still had to face monday morning and tuesday morning lunches for kids and dinners oh. and you know Okay. We had a situation, right? So normally what we do is we pull out the coolers and buy a bunch of ice, you know, from the supermarket and chuck it in the coolers and put stuff together. Uh, but we just had an entire fridge full of food. It was very difficult to deal with that. So we decided while we were shopping for the replacement fridge, we would also buy a mini fridge, like a dorm fridge. Yeah. yeah just yeah. just the fridge, not the freezer part, because we already like, have the- <laughs> you could put You could probably fit three or four gallons of milk in there. Yeah, uh, so we did get a mini fridge that is nice. It just has the the fridge part, which is so much nicer than the ones that try to have a freezer that never quite works right. Uh, and like, we like, use a, that, like you get in a hotel room, those are gross. Yeah, yeah. And we use that fridge in the garage, and it helped tide us over. So now we have this sort of satellite fridge floating around our house. We now we have to find a place to put it. Obviously, it's still sitting in the garage right now, but we'll shove it away somewhere. And when this fridge finally dies, we will have the backup mini fridge to help us. Hmm. Can I recommend a product to you? Sure. Um, when we go camping, we uh, we have an improbably large uh, cooler. It's a good cooler. It's like a you know, it's like a, a good, I mean, not high end, but not cheap Coleman cooler. Does it have a radio in it? No, it's not one of those. It's not. Okay. No, it was not kickstarted. No. Uh, but you do run into this problem uh, of, you know, ice, ice melts. I mean, ice, ice melts and ice melts super fast. Like it really, really melts. And if you're going camping for two nights, it's kind of a problem. So I picked up these things and, and you're the, you're the uh, physics man here, but you can tell me if, uh, it's in show notes if you want to see, actually, I'll just send it to you. Um, these are things that were recommended to me. It's called cooler shock. And I think it's a pretty, like, a family-ish business. But basically, these cooler shock things are kind of what you'd expect. You, you get this envelope with stuff in it, and you put water in there. And then you freeze them real, real hard. And they do last a lot longer 
than ice. And the other benefit, there's several benefits of these. One obvious benefit is you don't get a bunch of waterlogged half and half at the bottom of your cooler or what have you. You know what I mean? You're like all your, all your stuff that's, you know, you don't want wet wieners. You know what I'm saying? And so with these, you know, after, after one night or, you know, a couple nights, you get real waterlogged. These things for the one, on the one hand, don't, you know, melt and create tons of water. They melt very slowly because you froze them super hard and they, I don't, for whatever reason, they retain their cold longer, but you can also deploy them in interesting ways throughout your cooler. So you don't want to, you want to basically surround the items in your cooler with these things and intersperse them in between. And uh, I, they've worked really well for me when we go camping. They've, they've just been, uh, they've been great. So the, the cooler shock for midsize freeze packs, 10 inch by nine inch, no more ice reusable. You add water and save by cooler shock. One of the features slash benefit bullet points is, is the number three, by the way, mm-hmm. pays for itself. Hmm. Literally. <laughs> I don't know how that works exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. do you buy it and then eventually it produces bills equivalent to its purchase price. I guess uh, this is I don't know, but I'm gonna I'm gonna surmise what they mean is you're gonna spend less money on costly resort ice. You mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they got you in a bind. Like, what are you gonna do? You need ice. You need firewood. You're out of firewood. You want to have a fire? You get more firewood. You need ice. You got to buy their ice. There's their ice for suckers. Mm-hmm. Where it is nominally individual pieces of ice. But now it's become one giant beholder ice, and uh, and and you don't you, you don't want that. That's no good. So I don't know if it pays for itself, but but you also I mentioned it to you, my friend, because uh, as you have uh, stipulated, you have a freezer that these could probably fit pretty nicely into, and then you just have them around if you ever need them. Yeah, we have actually. Uh, did I show you? Maybe I did. Probably three or four times. A video of my daughter when she was very small running to the freezer to get uh boo boo cat uh and boo boo cow which mm. were the gel filled things shaped like the head of a cat and a cow Aww. that you would take out and put on a boo boo if you oh, if your if your toddler yeah. had a little boo boo right 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 uh and they looked very similar to us they were flat they were filled with gel you'd freeze them solid but you'd take them out of the freezer and then they would like be gentle and squish maybe the opposite of this maybe they they weren't supposed to like stay frozen hard for long because once you took them out they turned back to gel pretty quickly was this in your like your 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 big giant s bespoke freezer or in your like uh no the upstairs one they're small it's just like the size of like a tennis ball flattened out into a disc uh and uh, you know they're cute shit but anyway it's like this it's like a little flat pack with gel in it that you freeze Mm -hmm. and that distributes its heat supposedly in a gentle way this is interesting this is like a boo-boo cat for your food (laughs) Um, yeah, my daughter has a wee bear bear sleep mask that you can insert an ice pack into. So we have to do that every night. Mm-hmm. Mm, sleep mask. Yeah. <laughs> I think my daughter was tying like a handkerchief around her eyeballs at one point. There must be something on YouTube that tells tweens to cover their eyes when they sleep. <laughs> I'm assuming. <laughs> well, that's how the Draculas get you or something. Yeah, no, it's yeah. some, probably some like fashion channel or something. It's like, I don't know, whatever. It's, it's the whisper network. We've talked about this before. Yeah. How is it that? Our two daughters at similar ages on opposite sides of the country who yes. never communicate with each other somehow find themselves getting into the same things that neither one of us ever mentioned to them and are both surprised by them doing. And yeah, I mean, further to that, things that they teach us about, um, you know, whether that's a song or a branded thing or a book, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'd never heard of the book series called Wings of Fire at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd now never she's heard of got, it either. She's got two wings. Have you heard of it now? Yes. Oh my God. She's like, she's champing at the bit for like, when's the next one? She's got two wings of fire. She can recite the prophecy. It's got a prophecy. Sorry, Elliot. 
It's got a prophecy, and she can recite it from memory, and she does it really fast, and it's upsetting. But that's the kind of thing, though. Yeah, whisper network. Yeah? Or I went to a Chinese restaurant to buy a loaf of bread. Bread, bread, bread. Like, you just, you just get these things. Uh, and that, that's, that's like the kid whisper network. Yeah. Uh, run by Varos, I think his name is. Um, so, anyways, uh, that's good. But now, okay, so you now know... I'm sure you will not turn this into a source of unnecessary anxiety. You merely know now there are things you should probably keep an eye on with this new fridge. Yeah. Uh, in addition to my, you know, the, the door leveling quest continues. But yeah, I'm definitely, I've definitely got my eye on this thing. And I got my eye on that, that crappy drawer too. I'm, I'm wondering how the drawer thing is going to, how's that, what's the end game there? Uh, like, in what that, sense? Does it eventually does it eventually break and we just have to stop using it? Does it break and I buy a new part at great expense, knowing that that's just going to break too? Does someone have some kind of I don't know? So so far it's just annoying mm-hmm. uh, and feels bad, but it hasn't actually broken yet. Also, adding a topic. This only occurred to me as I listened back to the uh, last episode. I have a topic here called "Is John uh, a Secret?" Buddhist, because I think you might be an unintentional Buddhist. It's not for this week, but I'm gonna I'm gonna capture that because you, you espouse probably unintentionally a lot of the tenets of Buddhism. That sounds like the name of an album from a band that I don't know the appropriate band's name, but you probably do. <laughs> What's unintentional one my, Buddhist? One of my. <laughs> I don't know. That band. sounds like a book you'd buy at an airport to me. You're, um, you're, you're like you're like a, a band reference sommelier. Tell me the the pairing. <laughs> Unintentional Buddhist. What what pairs with that? Yes, 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 yes. You do not want that with the Imagine Dragons. Uh, so um, yeah, but you know, starting with the first tenet, you know, life is suffering. Everything for you comes back. You know what? I'm going to save it. We have other things to talk about, but I think you might be an unintentional Buddhist. Uh, oh God, here we go. Okay, I just want to revisit this. Because I know. Okay, I had, I had, a, I had another you mishap. Had, you, you had another. You had a relapse. I had an you're, you're off the wagon. It's you're what you call. It's no. what you call a regression. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so there was, <laughs> there was. You know what? Let's just do this real fast and get straight to your your grilling of me. But um, basically, I had an oopsie that was call recorder's fault. Where mm-hmm. um, Who, whose fault was it? Uh, Microsoft what, owns Skype. What, what, um, step, what step are we on? Oh, e- uh, oh, sorry. Are, are you doing the manifesto? Yeah, no, I mean, like, what step in the 12-step program is the part where you don't tell me that it was call recorders? I'm going more cool than Ross. I think it's like a stage five reckoning or something like that. All right, but it was like step three, like... Uh, Acceptance? Acceptance, yeah, no, like, very important in Buddhism. I'm, I'm still in 12 steps. I gotta look them up. I don't know. Oh, that's, okay, first of all, you have to admit that you have a problem, I think. Uh, don't you have to, like, maybe maybe I got them wrong. Is like, there a higher you, power? There is the higher power one, but that's not the one we're talking about. The Buddhist okay. topic is for another time. Let's see. I got that. I got that. Admit that we are powerless over alcohol. Yeah. But okay. Got it. Got it. Got ourselves. Decision. Decision. Blah, blah, blah. Searching in fearless inventory. Admit it to God and ourselves. Um, made direct <laughs> amends. All, yeah. Maybe I'm. I, this is that James Spader episode of. Uh, is that his name? James Spader episode of Seinfeld, where George never got his apology. <laughs> He's working at the ice cream store. Continue to take personal inventory, and when yep. we were wrong, promptly admitted it. I do that I feel all the like time. Like blaming yeah. call recorder is is, is well, hanging you up on step ten. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I only I only do it socially. Um, I uh, okay, okay. So, so the your my, the my fault part of this, the fault in your stars, mm-hmm. is you think you think I should 
have, and we're going to get to the checklist in a second. It's your feeling that I'm making oopsies and goofs because I am not taking a careful inventory, a personal inventory of what, what could go wrong. And, and you suggested a long time ago, I think offline, that I probably should have a checklist for podcasting. And I think I said, or something like that. It was on, it was on the show. Was this, it was in the it was show. One of the many do. things that is in the show. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and I, I kind of scoffed a little bit and I said, Hey, you know, I mean, I, I no, have you, what you scoffed, you did make that noise. Did I, with scoff? Your lips. I feel like I scoffed. You did. You made that noise. But the reason you were making that noise would be like, you're going to tell me about checklists. Listen, mister, I invented checklists. I did. I I've did got that. checklists I for my that. checklist. Yes. That's why you were on to me. Yes. I'm sorry. Not because I you didn't think you should have a checklist, but yes. because you were saying, don't tell me about checklists. I know. I know from checklists. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's what you said. Yeah, and, and I guess my feeling was, but see, here's the problem. Here's the mitigating evidence, not exculpatory. Here's the, here's the problem. The problem is, uh, like, how I'm doing it may, may, may not always be somebody else's fault is the thing I need to think about. Hmm. Even though it really was call recorder's fault. You understand that when we, we were 50 minutes in and I looked down at the call mm -hmm. recorder window. Oh, I understand. Do you understand? Do you accept? I understand. Okay. You know, to, to, to be clear, and so we don't talk around this, uh, on Roderick on the Line, another <sighs> one of Rome's podcasts, he recorded what he thought was the uh, a pretty good By podcast for about 15 minutes. It was minutes. agreed that it was a insta-classic episode. You were yeah. heavily included in the episode that didn't exist. Uh, and about 50 minutes in, he looked down and realized he was not recording. Another thing that I think we I now have to add. call recorder was not recording. Yes, call recorder was not recording. But another thing I think we have to add to this, mm -hmm. and this is a, maybe a little bit too much inside baseball, is that since the dawning of uh, John Roderick's podcast life, uh, Merlin has recorded both ends of the show on his side, and that's that. Despite the fact that John now does many other podcasts in which he records his side miraculously somehow, yeah. Yeah. in the case of the original, the OG John Roderick podcast, only Merlin does recording. So if Merlin's mm -hmm. thing did not record, oh, yeah. that 50 minutes of podcasting gold is gone. Tears and rain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is actually not a great analogy because it's not like a bunch of other podcasts came down and mixed in with your podcast and, that, and didn't allow you to find your podcast. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, so go. are you proposing that somewhere in these steps, I'm essentially wrapping my car around a tree over and over and getting mad at the tree? Is, is that what you're saying? So here's the thing. The checklist, I mean, fine. You, you scoffed at my checklist suggestion, but then didn't implement it despite being Mr. Checklist. Fine, whatever, live and learn. But mm. the thing is, You've been doing this podcast for John Roderick for 187 years. Mm -hmm. And during that time, you, when things were simple enough, you would sit down, you would start talking, and there would be red light blinking at you from call recorder letting you know that it's working. And yes. I feel like confirming that you are recording is part of your responsibility. Yes, the software is at fault for whatever the hell its problem <laughs> was, but not noticing that the software was screwing up, that's on you. Okay. Okay. Now, if I'm going to make this checklist... Uh, I, I, I will, uh, provisionally take your point about my blame in this. Let's see. I'm going to hung, 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 And John's you? blame, which I was trying to well, get up before, no, because I'm like, gonna, why is he, why yeah. does he not participate in the recording of this podcast? Despite the fact that he's proven he's able to do it. But then now I'm dealing with multiple tracks and I got drift. I, I, it's not that bad. I, I just feel like as a backup, like, I feel like Step. it's a thing that he, he, he can do. Uh, I don't want it because then he's going to forget to send it and then I'm just like, I'm in a jam up. Oh, no, don't, don't like, yeah. 
I don't know how you want to handle that. There are, there are okay. complexities there, but I feel uh, like he, he so shares some of the blame for the lost classic episode. Step seven, humbly ask him, capital H, to remove our shortcomings. Mm. So you're my lord here, and I need you to remove my shortcomings. I need you to tell me now, is this something only I can do? What? That doesn't sound, that doesn't remove my shortcomings. <laughs> I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> Ladies, and <laughs> I, I, I need you to remove, because you're him, and I need you to remove my shortcomings if I were going to make a proper gentleman's checklist. What would be on the checklist? What am I? Because you're real easy. You're you're there, like suggesting we get donuts, but you're not making any donuts. I need you to make a donut for me here. You tell me how to remove my shortcomings. Yeah. So I mean, at this point, I feel like the checklist is short. It is uh, launch all the applications that you need to launch. Quit all the applications that you need to quit. Mm-hmm. Begin recording. And then confirm that that recording is apparently taking place. It doesn't mean you're not going to lose an episode. It could be that the red light is blinking the whole time and it's never recording. I would also I suggest, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, record a double uh, call recorder and audio hijack. At the I'm same running time. audio hijack right now. Yeah. And call recorder. Yeah. No, I mean, see, but here's a problem. It's a, it's a, like a Rosenberg uncertainty. Like, I, I, I mean, I don't know. That's <laughs> why they send people to the lecture chair, but they're not sure if they did it. <laughs> you, you can't look in the box. <laughs> You can't look in the box or, you know. Did I get the, did I get the right? The Rosenbergs? The Rosen, well, yeah, exactly. For spying. Okay. Yes. All right. Got it. Okay. I good. think that was Roy Cohn worked on that. Yeah. I feel like he worked on, I, I could be wrong, but I feel like he worked on the Rosenbergs. But anyway, um, the, uh, yeah, yeah, you don't really know until you listen to it, but if you just keep going back and listen to it, you never report a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, you don't go back and listen to it. That's not part no. of the checklist. Okay. Because we know we know what happens when you do that anyway. Because all mm. then you just reset the whole checklist. We did, See, you did that already. You did that already. Kind, it become, I know it becomes a kind of intentional you just OCD. The checklist again. Ugh, that's always the last item. Is go back and check the list. I just want you to have a checklist. The checklist right. doesn't have to be perfect. It only needs a few important items. And if you execute it each time you record a podcast, you will reduce the likelihood. Reduce it. You will not eliminate it, but you will reduce the likelihood that you will make the exact same mistake again. This is so ironic because it turns out that there is a checklist here and I should have read it. My problem is I went to step seven where I humbly ask you to remove my shortcomings. <laughs> number six, I skipped number six. Uh, I think they missed uh, missed uh, some punctuation here. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Is this, so, is this the real the real steps? They always seem much more succinct and well-written than this yeah, list. Yeah, I'm on alcohol.org. Yeah, me so, too, which is an interesting domain. But Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I'm going to read back over this and check them off. But yeah, I'll do that. I, I can do that. I can make a list. Yeah. <clears throat> Audio hijack looks good for right now. Check it twice. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash diffs. Uh, Listen, people, I need you to make your next move with Squarespace because Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and oh, so much more. Maybe you want to create an online store. They can do that, a portfolio. Yep, portfolio, boom, Squarespace. Maybe you want to make a blog or have a gallery. Whatever you want to do, you need to get a site on the internet and do it with Squarespace. Why Squarespace? Because they are the all-in-one platform. Let's you do what you need to do. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, and no upgrades are needed. And you don't have to worry about any of that stuff because, you know, Squarespace has it covered. They're Squarespace. That's that's kind of their whole deal. If you do run into trouble, they have award-winning 24 by 7 customer support. You probably won't need it, but it's there if you do. 
They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name, and all of their award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. As I've said uh, many, many times, I'm a huge fan of Squarespace. I actually use Squarespace. Anytime I got to make a site or a page, uh, it's pretty much going to be Squarespace. And you know, uh, I was just thinking today, this is a little bit obscure and, and kind of weird and I don't know, but like I really like writing in Markdown. It makes it so easy for me. And, and what I do is I compose a lot of my stuff in, uh, to be honest, NVAlt using Markdown. And I can actually go in and there's a setting in my Squarespace where I can say, give me some Markdown, make this Markdown. And it's that easy. I like maintaining my stuff here and putting it there. That's not for everybody, but it's just a, it's an angle that you might want to know about. If, if you're kind of a nerd, you know, and you like stuff like Markdown, it's in there. It has the power stuff, but it's all easy to use. You don't have to know that stuff. You don't have to be the webmaster. So please get out of that business. Squarespace plans start at just $12 per month. You can start a trial right now with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com slash diffs. And when you decide to sign up and get your full on, uh, according to Hoyle, Squarespace account up and running, please use the offer code diffs. That's D-I-F-F-S. That's going to get you 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain, and it will show your support for your buddies here at Reconcilable Differences. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash diffs, offer code diffs for 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. Mmm, naughty and nice. Okay, so moving on, we're back. And, uh, Oh, yes. That, so. that's not, that is not the tune of the theme song of that show. Which, oh. Did you ever, I felt like you, I got skimmed. Speaking of noises you make to yourself, I felt like <laughs> I, I didn't get the full, my full money's worth from the Dubai Friday episode in which you discuss all the things that are definitely not symptoms of Tourette's. Oh, dear, dear me. I've continued to track them. I, I It would never end, John. The episode would never get recorded. I know. I mean, to track them, it's like, why not track the things that aren't ticks? We make oh, a shorter wow. list. We call that an exception? Yeah. Is that like a buffer like run? What is that called? You're optimizing for the, uh, the, the uncommon case. For the tick array. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. um, let's, let's skip that. Go back. You didn't get your money. You say you didn't get your money's worth. Uh, on my... I, I was looking forward to that episode, and I just I didn't feel like I, you were allowed to tell us all of your problems. Oh, <laughs> the fancy gymnast walk. Whew. Um, <laughs> I look so jaunty when I do it. I look jaunty and whimsical, and I just, <laughs> I just I throw my do. wrists up in the air. Can you imagine you know, it? You know, you know what can cure you of this, by the way? Your house is filled with all sorts of smart home devices, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, turn the cameras on when you're home. Okay. And then every once in a while, go look at the video of yourself doing the fancy gymnast walk through your house. <laughs> hey, I'm a hit on 8chan. Yeah, I, I should do that. I should I should stream it. I should live stream. Hey, guys. Yeah, it's like when you, if you were involved in sports in any way, one of the uh, most amazing and profound and terrifying things you can do is, uh, I mean, it, it was much more profound when uh, when we were kids because it wasn't as common now. It's probably no big deal. But because when we were kids, the only way you could get a, record, a video recording yourself doing anything was to like have a, you know, 16 millimeter camera or something. Or check it a chicken a thing with a really bright light on top of it, and then eventually like VHS or whatever. But get get a video of yourself doing your sport thing, yeah, and then see what you really look like, Ugh. and that that will help you, you know, fix your swing or whatever uh, thing is in your sport. So did they do that to you with tennis? 
Uh, no, we didn't have the technology. I mean, we did, but it's like no one could lug the camera out to the thing that wasn't a thing that was available to to me for tennis. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could do it at home with your pretty. My my sense is that I look eventually. pretty cool, like more cool mm-hmm. than you would expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Max on a skateboard, right? <sighs> right. Give me a break. Yeah, but I, it's very. <laughs> well, it's very my car hit him. It's like that guy's not cool. Hit that guy. Uh, I think about it all the time because when I ride my Segway and I, I get to an intersection. <laughs> I, I hold I hold myself erect. I carry myself with dignity. Uh-huh. And I say I respect this. I see I see you, driver, and I and I look and maybe I <laughs> give a little wave, you know? And then I'll do like a non-aggressive move where I make the cigarette go backwards a little bit, you know, and um, sort of bending the knee, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I get a lot of respect. You're not what are you thinking about? Uh we're talking about uh Max Tempkin on the Dubai Friday podcast, uh recently got hit by a car on a skateboard and also recently took a fairly epic spill on his Segway oh. when it decided they call it a yard uh, check sale. please yeah. check please in the middle of him riding it at fairly high speed indoors. He uh in our uh, we would have said he ate it. I mean he went ass over he tea did. kettle. He went off flying. Yeah. Now the Segway stopped it, he did not. Well, he's not as good at it as I am. Okay. I've got I've got like uh, 250 miles online, so I'm pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, we got to get to this bullet point. Next bullet point: um, uh, the information has leaked that my daughter is part of that phenomenon of kids being into something they've never seen or never really seen, mm-hmm. which is that my daughter is suddenly uh, very into Game of Thrones as a thing even though she's had very, very limited exposure to the actual program. It's not suddenly, because you've been explaining it to her, right? Oh, just constantly. It's like all we, it's all we talk about. We took a hike on Easter, and I, I, we talked about it for two miles. So she has you to thank for that. Yeah. It's not a, yeah, not a mysterious Yeah, but thing. here's the thing. I mean, I don't want to speak for her, but, you know, she likes books about dragons. She mm, yeah, likes sure. who doesn't? Well, yeah, and she has like collectible figure dragons and she mm-hmm. has a gumball machine that dispenses dungeon dice. And like she likes this whole culture as a thing. And then she saw, she's seen like, oh, that blonde lady has dragons. And like, you know, every kid wants to ride a dragon. I mean, come on. You know what I mean? Like for in our time it was horses, but I think now people want to ride a dragon and it's very mm. understandable. So, I've gently <laughs> You know, she's seen she's seen glimpses, and we talked about it. For example, S eight E two on Sunday night. I think I told you, I went in halfway through to check on her, and I told her everything that had happened in the episode so far. And the next morning, I gave her the rest of what happened. And uh, and she, you know, she's she's eleven, so she has amazing retention. She like it's amazing what she remembers. And uh, so anyway, but you you brought up a good point, and I think I heard you talk about this on. I don't know if it was the incomparable or ATP. ATP. And tell, tell, tell the people what you said. Uh, yes, my co-hosts on ATP were talking about a Game of Thrones. Oh, right. John, I know. They, that's right. Marco was getting on. Is that something I need a television to know about? What's a throne? Yeah, and in case you hadn't seen it either, and I was saying, well, you might like it if you like this kind of thing. And I was, uh, I was uh, mentioning that uh, I like it so much that I'm kind of disappointed that I can't show it to my kids because it's filled with all sorts of non-kid appropriate stuff. Uh, and really, that's not what I'm there for. I just like the story and the characters and all that other stuff. And and the Smarty Pants reply from people like whomever, and like I think Marco, but the Smarty Pants answer from a lot of people is, then you can't read or watch any of it because that's all there is, is like, you know, sibling fornication and bodies torn asunder. And it's like, you know, actually, that's not strictly true. There's yeah. <laughs> there's a lot to it that's not like, uh, well, no spoilers, but you know like sort of what you see on the wall at the uh, at the uh, at the uh, last hearth. Is that what it's called? Last hearth? 
Uh, last home, maybe I don't know. Uh, you know the one I mean, where they, where the walkers were, and they see the thing on the wall. Yeah, the the, the dead duck. It was it's the, that was the that was genuinely mega upsetting to me, uh, which is what it was supposed to be. But I'm with you, and you said that you wish there was a version of this that some like was a show to my kids, just even yeah. lightly sanitized. You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. I said that I wish there was a version I could show to my kids, a version that didn't have all the gratuitous nudity and all of the worst sexual violence. And, you know, it would still have to be violent in some ways or whatever. But just like my kids are older, they can handle some things. But like there was a version I could show them because I enjoy it and I think they would enjoy it. Right. Yeah. Uh, And uh, to my surprise, immediately after the release of the episode, I got many suggestions that I check out this service that will give me a sanitized version of Game of Thrones called Vid Angel, which they we were discussed. Of, I thought they were out of business. Yeah, well, they, they live on. We discussed it on this very program somewhere like in the 50s, episode 56 or something. I thought um, they were I thought they were dead, then slightly back, then well and truly dead. I'm so confused. Yeah, so Vid Angel, uh, my recollection of it is a service that takes uh, media and has basically metadata to, to say, stop here and then pick up back there and it's not it's you not know, one, it's not one clean version like you go in and say with a well i don't know if it's still this this way but like i i, I tried this with um for fun i tried this with hunger games and there's a, a redonkulous amount of granularity about like even like certain swears like these swears are okay these swears are not okay and, and i won't even get to, into the byzantine system by which they attempted to keep this legal but the notion is you can go they do they have game of thrones oh my god so, yeah, I mean, like, and so have you tried it? Well, so what I would have said to these people if I had the energy to reply to 100 people on Twitter is that when I asked for a kid-friendly version of Game of Thrones, what I meant was, like, a kid-friendly version of Game of Thrones made by the people who make Game of Thrones. Yes. Not take the existing show and subtract portions of it because it becomes nonsense. You miss major plot points. Important things happen when there's a boob on the screen. Like, mm-hmm. you can't. You know, but you could imagine a version of the show, kind of like when they make like a version of the show where the people say non-curse words so they don't have to dub them for like the TV version back in the day, right? Yes. An actual alternate version of Game of Thrones cleaned up, but that is not just a plain version with stuff removed from it. Because I I think, as I probably said back in the Vidage episode, I'm not really a fan of that type of thing because I think it just think it makes it incoherent. You don't like, I mean, I was going to immediately, you know what came to mind. Uh, I know you don't like this as a thing, but the Godfather saga, I know you don't like the way it's presented, but Coppola did go in there and like, I think he supervised the editing of that to basically create a way to show the two, uh, to show Godfather one and two on TV in a way that would pass muster with censors. And he was very much in charge of the edit from what yeah. I understand. Although ideally, like what you would really want is for him to be shooting both movies with this in mind. And mm-hmm. since it's a television show, like if they, they, they could have shot Game of Thrones and while they're shooting every episode, shoot it with enough coverage to say, here's where we'll do the clean one and then the naked people will be in this one. And here we won't show the beheading. It'll just be off screen and we'll show a reaction shot. But here we'll actually show the beheading. Like you could, you have to do that when you make the show because otherwise you're just taking something that was made and just slicing pieces out, uh, out of it. Yeah. And I think it just becomes incoherent. And just yeah. Just doesn't work, and and even if it did work, like you're still missing part of the show. Like you have to show the beheading, as in a beheading took place, and here are the people who were there. But you don't have to show the beheading. You know what I mean? Right. I watched a um, watched a. Oh God, I don't even want to tell you how much YouTube I watched about this stupid show. Um, one of them was a uh, an interview with the director uh, of that episode, and uh, well, a famous episode that involves that and that scene. And he actually talked in a lot of detail about like it's a little bit like Psycho where you see it, but you don't really see it. And he talked about, you know, all that. Think about, I mean, here's one. Think about on Survivor, 
were like, you see them chasing the chicken, you see them catching the chicken, you see them eating the chicken, but you don't see them causing the death of the chicken on screen. You still get the impact of a chicken killing, but they're not going to show that on screen. Now, they will show a wound. In the earlier seasons, they used to do the thing where they would get all the way up to the point where they have the neck stretched out, the oh. knife goes up, the knife goes down, and just before the knife meets chicken, they cut away, but you still hear the clunk sound. <laughs> they did right. that many, many times. I take your point, though. I mean, it would it would take some real artful editing that they're probably not in the market for, but no, you're right. I mean, just, just having scenes cut out and skipped is not going to make a ton of sense. I yeah, mean, so also, I'm not a fan of VidAngel, so that's... Yeah. And I, you, I appreciate the suggestion, but yes, we are aware of VidAngel, and it's not what I... I am so about. tempted just to see what it's like. Um, of course you are. I, I mean, I can... Like, the the the, the bronze scene is that his name the guy he, he's hanging out with a bunch of naked ladies but there's plot points that happen during that time i mean yes one of the plot points yeah. is that he likes to hang out with naked ladies fine yeah. uh but there's conversation that has nothing to do with naked ladies so you could shoot an alternate version of that scene where the ladies are in the room uh but they're undercovers and they scatter when the other person comes in and then just have them do the conversation like it doesn't take anything away from the show Yes. Uh, do you remember how the first episode mostly ends? It's a, you know, it's an event. The season eight first episode? Sorry, uh, S1E1. Oh, I haven't seen that in ages, but. The kid who likes to climb? Oh, yeah, yeah, got it. Well, in the book, uh, you know, so how do I say Which this? you're reading. Yeah, 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 yeah. And which, <laughs> which I'm reading like a person. I heard it's very ambitious. <laughs> God, oh, it's still on the list. It's still there. It's on the list. It's hard, hard to believe. Ninety minutes, hard to believe. Hard home. Uh, the uh, but there's a lot of important. Uh, I don't know if you ever read the book, but uh, there's a lot of important exposition in that scene. And like, I know you could cut that hard so that like, oh, we just don't see the bad thing happen. Things to do for love, but like the but there's a I mean, there's a huge amount of exposition in what those people are saying to each other in that scene. You wouldn't want to get that mangled too hard just to avoid what they're up to or Mm -hmm. the stuff that happens after. This is almost meaningless. I'm very sorry. Yeah. We're trying not to spoil that. Uh, Anyway. It's a good show. It's a really good show. This this season's good. This season's good. I don't don't know if they want to to burn two of their six episodes with talking, but water under the bridge. Save that all the budget they saved. You no, know, say that. It. Say that for the after show because you know I I watched I watched uh, S8E2 twice, once by myself and once with my lady friend. And the, when I first saw it, and there's no spoilers in this, I hope. Shut up, Alex. That I I um the first time I watched it, I was I wasn't sure how to feel because I kind of wanted more go 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 action action action. And then my immediate thought at the end was. Um, you know, I, I think I, I really like that. It's not typical of this show, and it certainly telegraphs lots of stuff, but like it was not a normal episode of that show, and I really liked it. And you know what? This is horrible. My second reaction was, I'll bet the internet hated this episode. You know what I mean? I don't know if they did. I haven't been looking for an interaction. I, that's I, the I, thing is, I don't think they did. I think people who like the show like that episode, and I liked it even better the second time. I think it is typical of the show, though. Every season has a couple of episodes that are exactly like this. I just feel like this episode was odd because it doesn't have that many episodes to begin with. Yeah. And the two episodes that are like that are back to back. Normally, there's there's one of those somewhere around the first or second in the beginning of the season. And normally, there's one of those like right before the last yeah. one or two episodes. Yeah, right before like a Battle of the Bastards type thing where you get like, you know, the one last time, let's have a drink kind yep. of thing. 
Yeah. Um, I wish that were possible. I just learned that George R. R. Martin um, made a, dredged up some old story and made a kid's book. I just learned. I think it's called The Ice <laughs> yeah. Dragon. Mm-hmm. It's called The Things We Do For Love. <laughs> <laughs> Something happened to Theon in his swimsuit area. And now mm-hmm. he's now he's different mm-hmm. in that way, you know. And and when you and he need probably him, doesn't smell very good, which is where he gets his name. Oh, it's true. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, oh, I don't like the Boltons. I don't like the Boltons. They're not nice, John. No. Hmm. Uh, let's see. I have to find a password for my daughter. Um. Oh God, what's it called? Oh no, where is it? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I got distracted. She's trying to log into her piggy bank. I can't find the password. <laughs> We lost an ear on our piggy bank. We had we have a big piggy bank, and somehow I wasn't around when it happened. But I, I came home to find the ear of the piggy detached from the piggy bank. Oh, I'm told that is it we, ceramic? That we have to, yeah, I'm told that we have to glue it back on because it's a sentimental piggy bank. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Okay. Hang hang on hang on. I got I got to <laughs> I got to send. But you have you have a, an e bank. E bank. <laughs> I have an e pig. <laughs> Yeah, you have to log in. You have there's to log into the There's pig. an app for it, and when you do chores, mm. you know. <laughs> oh, I'll bet there's an app. <laughs> you get compensated with the e-pig. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the password and pin for? Okay, find the pin for <laughs> e-pig. <laughs> and another thing, she'll be telling her therapist in 15 years. She'll be telling her about the e-pig. I try so hard. But she did, you know what, I'm not going to say anymore, because I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. But you I hear about what, what I, she did? I, well, I don't, uh, I know you don't like these kinds of things, but I, I did watch a YouTube video, a 50-minute YouTube video wrap-up of the first seven seasons. Oh, I was actually, I mean, what I've been looking for, it's pretty my, safe. my favorite. It's pretty safe. Yeah, my favorite Game of Thrones YouTube person is Alt-Shift-X, uh, but I only watch oh, I select. Oh, lo- I love that guy. I, only watch I didn't select know you knew about that. Videos. That's so cool. Yeah, but I like I intentionally didn't don't watch his videos that I know that they're going to basically spoil things because he knows so much more about like the series than I do that he's good at speculating. But I did watch like the uh, just to remind you, here's here's what Tyrion's been through. Just to remind you, here's yeah. what Bran's been through. Like just it, I wish that he'd done that for all the characters. I didn't want like a full refresher on everything because I think I might I rewatch see, it at I some point. I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The like catching up on Tyrion. Yes, I did see that. Yeah, and and the thing is, I remember most of the seasons. Like in the in mm-hmm. the rewatch, I'm like, this is not news to me. Like I re- I watch them very closely. There's not that many episodes I remember pretty well, so I just watch them to enjoy. It. But I didn't watch is like here's the season eight trailer and here's what could happen in season eight because I bet he's probably right and I don't want to know. I'm gonna tell you what I like about that guy, <clears throat> and it's a guy, and I think he even has he has a cool accent, maybe New Zealand accent. I always get those wrong, but um, I'll tell you what I like about him, and it's you can guess um, the way I mean, uh, there's such a like a formula. You know, for YouTube videos. And I honestly, honestly, John, I watch so many YouTube videos about different things. And I've really gotten to a point where if it's got the slick logo and too much of the hey guys and the we release videos every day and too much of that stuff at the opening, I frequently close the tab because I'm, or, you know, the virtual tab because I don't know. I already know what this is going to be. You know what I mean? With him, he gets straight to it. And the way that he uses, what would you call it? Graphics. The way that he oh, builds. Yeah. I keep wondering what app he uses. So what, what he do basically too. does. Yeah. He, he's got like an infinite canvas thing going. He has a screen. It's a screen that seems almost like a PowerPoint, but then reveals that that's part of a mosaic of these other things that have connections. How would you describe yeah. it? Yeah. So basically he's got uh, uh, a 
bunch of images that are each YouTube uh, frame shaped, all stuck together in a quilt, in basically a, a square rectangular quilt. And all he does in the video is start off with the camera focused on one of those and then go to go to another one zoomed into the corner and then zoom out so you can see the whole one. Then go to another one zoomed into one corner, then zoom out and zoom in on a second corner. Like yes. So he, he basically just, just focusing the camera frame at various sizes at different places on this giant grid of images. And at some point, usually towards the end of the thing, he'll zoom all the way back and you see all the things together. But it's an interesting way to not really have to, like, the animation is all with the camera. And it's just, I made, you know, a, a grid of 10 by 10 slides. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to Ken Burns effect on different sections of them. Yeah, so the effects such as they are, are mostly the kinds of things you could do in, um, what's the Apple app? What's it called? Keynote. Keynote. Most of, I think. I wish I could do his voice. Game of Thrones season eight begins with. <laughs> <laughs> He's very dry. Yeah, he absolutely is. Um, Talks ooh. very slowly, or maybe we won't see him. He's got some good ones. Ancient Stark secrets, huh? Yes. Yep. I like what he says. Game of Thrones. That's his version of Hey Guys. <laughs> I like this new John. He's he's good. I like I like that guy. Um. And he's got uh, interesting ideas about it. And he's very, he's very chill and calming. He doesn't get all worked up. And he's got a funny accent, so it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full thumbs up. Um, what else? Oh, I um, <clears throat> further in follow up. Uh, you know, you I, I mentioned last week in passing. You were talking about uh, first of all how you needed a magnetic fridge because you have historically liked to put lots of stuff on your fridge, and uh, and you were talking about the cartoons you had up there, you know, for years, and you were talking about how you as a kid or as a youngster or a teen had lots of your walls were covered with stuff, including cartoons. And and I was struggling to find a cartoon. I feel pretty sure is a Herman cartoon. And it's I definitely, it was one of the ones that I cut out probably in college. I'm pr- I already put that notes. You're good. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I cut it out in college and I'm pretty sure it's a Herman comic. So here I need your help. Internet. Uh, this nation. I, um, so uh, is it okay if I describe this and have people help me find it? Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it's a Herman, definitely in a doctor's office. There is, there's a male doctor in like a lab coat. And I'm pretty sure there's a guy like sitting on the doctor bed and, uh, that maybe he's got like a clipboard and he says to the guy, uh, your urine sample is fine, but your stool tastes terrible. And I cannot find it. I cannot find that why, cartoon. Why do you want to find that? Oh, come on. Don't you want to chase the dragon a little bit? That's not even as good as the Garfield where he drinks the semen. You know that one, right? Yes, of course I know that one. All right, but I'm saying the Herman one is just a pale shadow of that. It's not a pale shadow. It's Herman. It's a whole different, it's a totally different head. This is, speaking of comic stuff, this is an interesting. So anyways, uh, if you find that, you know, uh, HMU on on Twitter, if you find, I think it's Herman, but I I did a lot of stool searching tonight. I could not find, there's a lot of bad jokes about, about little stools. Do the Herman websites official or otherwise do the thing that the good comic websites do where they put the text of the comic in text form for seo and indexing purposes somewhere on the page i haven't checked the herman site if it exists i don't it does like go go comics or whatever has it i have um, cartoon yeah, the, cartoon doctor stool sample i have herman cartoon sample doctor you gotta put the exact you gotta put the exact text well, i don't know if i've got it exactly right i'm not john syracuse i don't memorize every cartoon i've ever seen that's why i cut it out so i could remember it your urine sample is fine but your stool tastes terrible 
You don't think that's funny? <laughs> I just go for Herman stool tastes terrible, and I forgot the word comic, and I just got a bunch of Herman Miller stools. <laughs> yeah, mid-century modern dookies. <sighs> Anyways, uh, so that's it. You were going to say, you, were, uh, you had another note on co- uh, cartoons, comics. Yeah, like, so this is weird. Uh, so when I grew, when I grew up, we got the newspaper every day because that's what you did when we were kids, right? The yep. grown-ups got newspapers. And I would read the comics because that's what kids read in the newspapers because everything else is boring. And we got Newsday because we're on Long Island. That's what we got. Uh, and I would read the comics in Newsday. But when I went to visit my grandparents in Nassau County, uh, they had a different paper. I don't know. Maybe it was the uh, New York Post or something or mm-hmm. Daily News. I don't even know what they were getting. But you get, you get totally, you get, you get like some of the familiar ones, but then you get these cartoons you've never seen, yeah. comics you've never had seen. Diff- yes. Had different comics. And so here's the thing. Like the same way all this happens with all sort of little kid things. Whatever it is that you, that you get, like the comics in your paper, that seems normal to you and everything else seems weird. So as far as I was concerned. And they look weird. Like the drawings look weird. You're like, who made this? Yeah, why? Who who likes this at all? And so Herman, to the point of uh, the Herman thing, was not in my paper, but it was oh. in my grandparents' paper. So I went to their house and I saw the weird comics. Herman was one of the weird comics. You're Herman phobic. Not Herman phobic. I'm just saying, like it was a weird one. It's a weird comic. Did you get Mark Trail? No, Ugh. but that was that was in my grandparents' paper. I had it in my. I had it in the St. Petersburg Times, and I never understood who who was who it was for. I think they had like Little Orphan Annie. Like they had these garbage, nonsensical, Ugh. not funny continuity comics where there's two sentences each week or whatever. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Sally Forth? Come on. Oh, that's not so bad. That was the, no, that was charming. It was weird, though. It was weird. I I have the, the, the real comics where like, I, probably, I think I can name where they were on the page. It was like Peanuts, Peanuts was, was always top. upper left. Yeah, of course it was. Uh, Far side was in the margin because it's the one vertical one panel yep, thing. Yeah, yep, yep. you had uh, I had uh, uh, you Blondie. probably had you probably had. I was uh, gonna say yeah, yeah, Blondie, yeah, Beetle Bailey. I'll bet we didn't have Beetle Bailey. We no had BC, Beetle but Bailey. not Beetle Bailey. My grandparents had Beetle Bailey. We had huh. BC. Um, the Lockhorns down down the lower. Oh, left. they're always fighting, weren't they? Yeah. Um, for better or for worse, which I loved. Uh, uh, eventually, Calvin Hobbs and Bloom County. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I felt like I could probably sketch out the page, but yeah, no, Herman, Herman was a weird one hmm. because it wasn't in my paper. That's it. That was the only reason. Your, your urine sample is fine, but your stool tastes terrible. You can you imagine that? And there's a doctor there and he's sitting on the other guy sitting on the doctor table. I don't think that's even a joke. And also I think you may have a false memory because I, I'm not that You think I got an open memory Herman? about a Herman comic? Yeah, I'm not. Hmm. Is that, would that be in a, like, what's the joke there? What it's. Like, well, he here's the thing. He's a doctor, okay? Right. He needs yeah. to take care of the health of the uh, unnamed patient in this case. Sometimes you go in and the doctor says, well, we got to do some stuff. We might have to get blood. I'm going to need a urine sample and a stool sample. And, and what is implied is that, is that the doctor has been <laughs> the, the doctor put it in his mouth and that the urine sample was fine. But, but then when he but, tasted the stool, he thought it tasted... Terrible. If you're going to make that joke, you yeah. can't just come out and say it. It's, it's oh, I see your problem again from Kins in the Hall. You can't just say, but mm. then I actually, I eated it, and it was yucky because it's poop. Like, you can't say that. You have to make a joke. But a he's joke a doctor. Means you don't... He's got a clipboard. It's funny. He's in, a, he's in a high status position, and he's telling this guy about his health and implying that, like, he's, he's able to, to, to glean something uh, about him because of it. And he's not saying you're sick because you got bad poop. He's saying it tastes terrible. 
like here's here's the minimum like minimum viable joke is like do like a meme like your urine is fine but your stool has a flavor and it's like a cat meme no, thing come like come on that, like but at least then you're not John. coming out and saying it god keep your day job buddy i'm just come saying on. like, that's, like i'm trying that would be a joke it'd be a bad joke but it would be a joke because you didn't just come out and say it you have to say it but in a different way He's he's very upfront about it. He's 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 made it clear to the guy that like he's done what he regards as his work, which is he checked out the samples. Now the fellow who's sitting on the doctor bed, he's probably thinking that's going to go to a lab, you know, with petri dishes and stuff. What he didn't know is that the doctor was going to taste it and then give a result based on that. So he's he's not expressing surprise. I think the surprise comes after the doctor says that, right? And and the funny part is, see, it opens with the like, oh, your, your urine sample is fine. Right, and he says your stool tastes terrible because mm-hmm. he ate it. <laughs> I am I am uh, going to be Herman. very surprised. I'm pretty sure it's Herman. I'm going to be very surprised if your recollection of this is accurate. Like either you've got like maybe that was the joke, but you didn't remember the text of the joke. You just remembered like the underlying meaning of the joke. Yeah, I don't know. I cut it out and it was yellow, and uh, I kept it. I'm sure it went away with all my D and D stuff at some point. My REM albums. Like, I'm sure all that just went somewhere, but like, yeah, I feel like Herman is the kind of thing that I would cut out, especially if it had a poop joke. Now, here's my thought on this. Herman's a family cartoon, a family family comic. Is it? It's, huh. it's a senior citizen's comic based on how many of these are in a doctor's whoa, office. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I did not put the word doctor in my image search, and these are all, like, it's like 50% doctor's office. You think it's mostly doctor, <laughs> doctor jokes for old people? There's a lot of old people going to the doctor jokes. It doesn't, that's not an old people joke. I'm saying, like, old people go to the doctor a lot. Or they think do. About they illnesses love and, going to the doctor. They illnesses, get, up early, everyone, get up early and get dressed. Yeah. Everybody in these, in the Herman comic is old. Wow. Like they're, they're pear shaped and wrinkly. This is, this is this ageism. Maybe, maybe you're just sad about this because you were visiting your elderly grandparents in freaking Nassau County, wherever that is. Is that on, <laughs> is that on Long Island? It sure is. Okay. Hmm. And next up, I'm going to read Robert Caro. Once I read, uh, Alexa, stop. Once I read, um, once I read all of these, um, George R. R. Martin books, I'm going to, I'm going to go and move on to, uh, the Robert Caro book. But the point is the doctor is an authority figure. And the fact yep. that he had yeah. dealt with the samples in that way is, mm-hmm. is the source of a lot of the humor and the memories, really. Don't kink shame him. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I, I think anybody, anybody should be able to do whatever makes I'm going to tell you what I tell the internet all the time. I have a text expander uh, snippet for this. I just want people to be happy. That's what I say to people on the internet. People get all mad. You know what I say? I say I just want people to be happy. And, and if he likes treating his patients in that way, Hakuna Matata, it's unconventional, but I'm not here to judge. <clears throat> He's got a lab coat. I don't think they give those to just anybody. You can tell somebody's a doctor because they got a lab coat, and then they, they have their stethoscope wrapped jauntily around their neck. A lot of lab coats in Herman. <laughs> and, and the thing on the head. It's you know, a funny they... comic, but it is a family comic. It is, I don't think there'd be a poop joke right in the, in the paper. I don't think. That's what's, that's what's, that's what's hmm. the fact that I can't it was, it find it a, on. Yeah. It was like a deviation. Social norms of 1983 in Florida. I don't think you're supposed to talk poop in the paper. Yeah. The, what was the, What is that shiny disc that's on the head of the doctors? You know that whole thing? Like oh, yeah. Shiny the metal disc. Yeah, shiny I, metal I disc. Reflective the mirror out. thing. Yeah, is yeah. that what that is? Oh, yeah. That's You look through the hole in the middle. You flip it down. You look mm-hmm. through the hole in the middle, and then it concentrates light, uh, like, a, uh, like a Girl Scout trying to make a fire, and then you're able to look at the person through that tiny hole. Mm, and then if there's any ants in your eyes, this burns them right away. Bees. 
They're, they're, yeah. But what's underreported is those were, they were small bees. They were very small bees. Yeah, I know. That story was misleading. It was very misleading. I mean, <laughs> you have bees in your eyes, sure, but they're small bees. <laughs> well, it's in the Japanese style. Um, I don't know that one. I don't. I only know it from you. Okay. So uh, anybody it was in the lost episode, I'm if, never going to know. If it. anybody can help me out with it, why do they get a wikia and I don't get a wikia? Um, because you don't know how to say the, the name of the thing. Wikia. You keep saying wikia. W- you say wikia. <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> did I do it? Did I speak? Did I speak Kashi? <laughs> <laughs> did I speak good friends? See, we're recording this. Sounds done, hope, John Roderick, who hope. never listens to podcasts. Woo! Moving on. Next week, buying washers. <laughs> I love this document. All right. We got other stuff to do. We got other stuff to do here. We got to move on. Where are we at? Quick item on buying a couch. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. You had a note here. Uh, it says here in the document, you have a quick item on buying a couch. Tell me about that. I think you mentioned another program, uh, and I think it's come up before. I just wanted to reiterate. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're talking about couch buying, I talked, uh, about, I I talked about it a lot, especially in the con- it's been mentioned in several places uh, in in two contexts. The context in which I discussed here was how it's hard to move a couch, uh, and then you were mentioning that like a couch is uh, more forgiving than a uh, than a fridge. Yeah, but I think you'd mentioned like uh, shopping for couches. How hard it was. Yeah. So I, what I had said was, and this is just my wild, uh, a gander, but like, I, I feel like it's one of the most long running emotional and difficult decisions that like a household can have. Like I've met so many people that are still looking for a couch. Even people who like have dough, like are, are like, I, I still have not found the right couch and it's just something you end up doing. And I mentioned it here because it was, I'm oh, sorry. It was also here it was in the context of, uh, you were saying, have you ever shopped for something where you go to the store again and again and again? Yeah, there you go. Yep. And go back to the stores. Yep. And I just wanted to reiterate, as I think I mentioned this before, that I, a 40 something year old adult, has never purchased a couch. Mm-hmm. Every couch I own is a hand me down from somebody else. I have two couches in my house right now, both of which belong to my grandparents. No I've kidding. I've never actually purchased a couch. All of my couches have been from some relative who had a couch they wanted to get rid of that I took. You got a and lot of you got a lot of jazz you throw about how 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 your house is full of junky stuff, but like it is. is it a hmm, is it really? Is well, it that bad? I mean bad? they were they were nice couches when they were purchased in the 80s. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, I take your point. They're both sleeper sofas. They weigh a oh, lot. Oh no, there's the wor- oh, the bar. They're very heavy. They the were bar. high quality. Like I, th- I think both of the ones we have are like Ethan Allen. Like, which is fairly nice furniture for mm. the 80s. Yeah. Uh, and they're sleeper sofas, and they're filled with metal, and they're very heavy, and my children have mostly destroyed them. Uh, but anyway, all this is to say that every once in a while, we make a run at this, and we go and we look at couches. Right. Well, tell, tell, tell me tell me more about that, because like, I'm super curious. Well, so usually we go to, a, do you have the, the concept of a furniture superstore over there in the, the left coast? I, we had those in Pasco County for sure, where it's like, it's almost like uh, not a Walmart, but like, but like a, a big box store for furniture, like furniture, like furniture to go or something like that, that kind of thing. Well, I mean, we, we have, we have a local chain that's, you know, no one will have heard of unless you live in Massachusetts, okay. but it's the idea is a very, very large store, just improbably large store. Yes. A store in our case, a store so large that within the store, there is an IMAX movie theater. A trapeze. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, places where you can get food. Uh-huh. And, and, and right. a second smaller bespoke pop-up furniture store. Right. But then there is just tons of furniture, like square footage-wise. Like, so say you're you're shopping for, like, a dining room table. 
They don't have three dining room tables. They have 87 dining room tables. And they're all out, right? They're all out. You okay. can sit in them and you can look at them and you can that's go. Cool. That's cool. That's, that's a nice benefit of the suburbs or wherever is that like you could go and see stuff. That's kind of nice. Yeah. A huge, huge building with, a, with an equally huge parking lot and it is out, out in the burbs, right? It's across from a mall or whatever. And so uh, like when we bought furniture for a house, we bought like bedroom sets and we bought, you know, kids furniture and stuff. And we went to like, I don't know, like anchor stores in the mall. Like I think we might've got like JCPenney or something, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. We went to a bunch of those different stores, and they have some furniture, and we just picked the furniture we like. Um, but the superstore, you go there when you like, you're like, I don't, I haven't seen anything that I like. So our best chance is to go a place that has the most of this kind of thing that we can sit on, whether it be a mattress or a couch or a chair or anything like that. We got our dining room table in there. We've gone through. I've purchased maybe three dining room tables, um, and hmm. our current oh, you one. You really is, go through some tables. Well, the kids destroy them. Uh, first I, I, one, I, you know, I'm putting that on the list. I, I don't. I, I need to really pursue. You this just have anyway. one very. You have one very gentle child. I have two. Monsters. She's very. She's very timid around things. Yes, I have. I have two uh, terrifying monsters. Um, <laughs> the, our first dining room table was uh, when we were married. It was like our, uh, you know, let's fill our house with stuff because we were just married. It might have even been on a registry. I don't think we got it purchased. And it was kind of neat. It was from like Sears, and it was small. It was enough for just two people who don't have any kids. Don't expect to have them anytime soon. It was cool, like kind of collapsible leaf or whatever. Um, it was not very high quality. It was cheap. That would eventually die. Then we got a larger table that could accommodate a kid and a high chair and all that stuff. And the kids destroyed that pretty well. Oh, like that you so, had got like one of those clip-ons? No, just like have enough room along the length of the table mm-hmm. to to have the, you know. Anyway, that, that, that got destroyed by children. And then and finally, we have our most recent one, which is only a couple of years old now, which is very expensive compared to the other ones bought from this giant furniture superstore. Because we went there and looked at all the dining room tables, eventually found one that we liked. And right. we bought it. And now we cover it with a tablecloth and scold our children if they stab it with a fork or whatever. And oh, you're still in that it, mode. Try to keep it nice. Although Ugh. the chairs they've destroyed. I don't know how they've done this. Like they're, these are all we buy things like try, try to be durable. It's, everything is made of wood. There are no cushions of any kind. There's no fabric of any kind because that's just going to get stained or ripped. It's basically or like, like dorm furniture. Yeah, like you could hose it down. Like, you know, whatever. <laughs> Wipes clean wood. with a damp cloth. It's all wood. Yeah. Uh, but it's but it's stained and finished with something. And mm-hmm. so somehow the children with their pointy bottoms have s- scratched gouges in the wooden seats, the wooden <laughs> bottoms of the seats. Maybe it's yeah, it's like are, it's like they're sitting on a diamond and scooching their butt back and forth. I don't, I don't even know how they do it. And then, of course, they're they're constantly leaning on the table with all their weight and shaking and pulling to try to loosen the what? legs. What? You know, like so, there's there's the table and it has legs on it, right? And they're fastened as well as you can be fastened. But are monsters, if, John. If you put your weight on it and constantly shove off of the table or pull it on or lean on it, like you will slowly loosen the legs. And that's what they're doing. They're slowly destroying this fairly expensive table. Anyway, uh, so I bought dining room tables, but when for the couch, we went to the same giant superstore, and I was equipped with all the measurements and you know my criteria of like it needs to be this big, this long to fit mm-hmm. in our house. I tend to like, I, I had the measurements of our current one, which more or less like, but it's kind of cruddy. And I would like, I would like one that's a little bit softer and has a little bit longer seat on it. And we just sat mm-hmm. on every couch, like just dozens of couches. The other ones you couldn't even sit in. Yeah. We just tried them all. And yeah. we're just, we left the store with nothing. That was several mm. years ago. So oh, we've not so, defeated the couch beast. There's yet. so much. I'm trying desperately. I'm scrolling in photos and I cannot find this. Um, the couch that we had until we got this recent couch 
was acquired by my lady friend in Florida in, I want to say, 1997. And it was vintage. Uh, and I've always, I would always just surmised that it was. Wait, be- wait, wait. What does that mean, vintage? Does that mean used? Well, n- yes. Yes, yes, but it was vintage. It was like, it was like a Naga hide, like kind of cool, low, very low profile, like, um, you know, inspired by mid century looks kind of couch. Just, did you buy this before bed bugs, I assume? Before buying used furniture? Bugs, before they were a thing? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. She just got, had to put on a truck and had it brought home. Even then, you know what you I'm just, saying? You just let strange furniture into your house. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, stranger furniture danger. Uh, so anyhow, when we had to move that out of our house and I brought it to my private office, uh, the old couch was replaced by the new couch. We did have the opportunity. You understand I've been in this place for, you know, 20 years in November. And it had existed for, I don't know, three or four years at least before that in Florida finally flipped it over and it had a prominent tag on the bottom uh, denoting that it was made before I was born. It was made in, I, I can't find the tag and I photographed it in 1966. That couch was made. And now it's here in my private office. It's got tape on it. <clears throat> Which is kind of a handsome look. Yeah. I mean, that's the, they don't make them like they used to. Okay, so let me just get into, we don't have time for this. A couple, a couple factors, a couple, several factors. So many factors. I mean, let's talk about the big one. Don't get to it, even if you've got the dough, and boy, do these things ever cost dough. Even if you've got the cash for your dream couch, are you sure it will really, really, really fit into your space? And I want you to understand, a smart person will hear that and say, oh, do I, I want to make sure that it is, that it will fit, the width of the couch will fit into this area. We're not done yet. D- will the height of it make sense where you are? Is it going to be off a cocktail with your with your side tables and your your whatnots? Uh, also, like the depth of the couch, like we've got a rug that's in part of the room, but not the whole room. It's not wall to wall because we got hardwood floors, but we have a, a an area rug. We're like if it had been if it had been like two inches deeper, we would have had a situation where the legs are on the you know on the on the carpet on the rug. You know what I'm saying? Front 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 you legs. Don't, you on don't the- want them on the rug. If the whole thing is on there, but pretty soon I got a John's refrigerator door situation. I'm going to do rock back and forth. I kind of like the idea of the furniture anchoring the rug to keep your monster children from skewing the rug. That's a good point. If mine uh, uh, employed motion more, I'd want that. Hmm. You got to think about materials, not just fantasy materials. You know, you've always wanted a leather couch, right? Uh, You know, those, those are very costly. And the thing is it's sort of like you in the car or like you in the refrigerator there's all these things you may or may not want i'm just saying like, there's so much to this and and again will it fit but like will it get up the steps will it get up the other steps will it make it around the turn there's just so many things to think about and like here how can i put this you know how they say like uh power in an organization uh is not the ability to say no it's the ability to say yes right? I don't know if that's exactly true. That's something I've always heard that strikes me as true, is that people, only truly powerful people are allowed to say yes. Most people are empowered just enough to say no. And in some organizations, all it takes is a single no to stop all the other yeses. It's like that in spades with the couch, my friend. If you can find anything wrong with that couch, especially when it's going to cost one to two thousand dollars you're like, oh, you know what? Let's wait a little longer. Let's keep looking. Let's. And that's been our situation from about 2003 until a couple months ago. It's a very long process, and I know I'm not alone in this. Yeah, this is very easy to veto. And to be fair, I'm often the one vetoing it. Uh, the size mm-hmm. thing, though, reminds me of the, the couch phenomenon that I have noticed. And I'm not—I'm going to pin this on the Midwest just because that's a place 
one of the places that I've traveled to several times and had occasion to see people's couches. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's bigger than that, but certainly it's in the Midwest. If you're listening to this and you live in the Midwest, I'm going to bet you can relate to what I'm about to say. Picture, speaking of couches not fitting the room, picture a fairly small room. Are you going to talk about scale? Are you talking about with scale? With a television in it. And uh. across in that television, the biggest leather couch you have ever seen in your entire life. So big that it would fit in a giant mansion the size of a football field. And yet it is shoved into a tiny little room. And uh. maybe it also has like the recliner thing that comes out on it. Or maybe uh. like it's like an L-shaped thing. Yes, This is like an epidemic. Big, squishy, dark leather couches in small rooms. If you've got a great room, if you've got a 300 square foot room, mm-hmm. it's basically like... A half court of basketball. Like you can get away with that. In this city, you need to you need scale that makes sense or it look you look like you're in Gulliver's travels. It's so asinine. And the thing is in the Midwest, they have big houses. A lot of they, they sure have lots do. of room yeah. for things. They have big but but they're not as big as people think they are. And they all want the big poofy, pillowy Ugh. leather couch, maybe with built-in plastic cup holders and recliner feet thing. <laughs> and no matter how big your room is, uh-huh. I promise you this no no sane room is big enough to accommodate this kind of couch. And I, I just I picture people's homes in the Midwest, people that I know, people that I maybe or may not be related to, mm-hmm. who have yes. huge, very comfortable in that very comfortable, very nice very nice plastic cup holders, but just massively oversized couches. Now, the same can be said for my room. I, people could say my television is massively oversized for my well, room. That's, and that's, I would different. Probably, that's different. I would agree with them. Mm-hmm. It probably is. We all choose, you know, what we value. But I feel like that's one of the things you can look and say, what kind of life do these people want to lead? Yeah. They want to lead the kind of life where they can comfortably watch television. And I can relate to that. I would like to comfortably watch television too, but I draw the line at the gigantic pillowy I'll always couch. err on the side of uh, too small. I mean, like worst case scenario, you can always have more stuff in the room. But like, I mean, do you ever live in a room where like, here's, here's one, like a lot of, a lot of the nicer beds that I had access to, um, before I was a totally big boy were like hand-me-downs, like, you know, or like, you know what I mean? Like somebody dies and you get their queen size bed or whatever with like the nice headboard. You are big on the secondhand furniture. I would not have guessed this. But like, I mean, you're scoring, are you Some, scoring any big points with your new quote unquote new furniture your kids are destroying? Are you really no, that I'm worried about like, that? I'm just bucks? saying like there's less, there's less blood and dander. No, and the, it's the, not that bad. You know, the one thing is when you lift less, the cushions. Less, not none. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you lift the cushions on this one, it's still moist. It's permanently moist on the cushions <laughs> and I've never quite figured out why. It's not wet. It's worse than wet. It's moist. If it was, that's, if, another, that's another design consideration for all the sofas that we get. I, it's been a blessing to the sofas that we have. Uh, you can flip the cushions once the kids destroy one. Oh, that's so nice. That's so nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, but okay, okay. But like, have you ever had this happen? You get, you get the big bed or you get like, you know, anything larger than like, let's say a full size bed. And now that's, that's pretty much your room. You know what I'm talking about? You get a chest yeah, of drawers, yeah. you get the bed. And now basically you're walking sideways around your room, like some kind of monster. I hate that. Not that I want to sleep on a twin size bed, but like, don't, don't get a king size bed in like a full size room. Yeah. Some people just have small rooms on. I feel for them where they get a queen bed, which I feel like is the smallest size you can fit two adults on without them killing each other. Oh yeah. Uh, and, but the, like the room has a foot and a half on either side of the queen size bed. It's like, what can you do? What can you do? Well, and you know, oddly enough, oddly enough, I feel like this is, I haven't thought this through, but in the situations I've been in probably because of proximity to living with other messy people, I feel like it gets way messier, way faster. It doesn't, it's not that you keep, it's not like, fills up. Well, it's not like you're living in Japan or on a boat. 
like you, you, you aren't like you haven't f- flipped the switch to being super efficient. You've just got like laundry and piles like mm-hmm. around the bed. And it's like, ugh, it's no fun. We, we got a, we got an internet mattress. That's a king size. And it's, we can have uh, like on our, if our kids having a rough night, we got room for three people. It's nice. Especially when yeah. you're a little guy like me. Yeah. I think we, when we got our bed, we didn't have a house. So we picked queen size and we got a, a bed frame that matches our furniture, bedroom furniture mm. in queen size. Nice. And so when we moved into a house, technically we do have room for a king size bed in our bedroom. The room it, queen size fits better, but king size would fit plenty well, mm. but we have the bed frame for queen. So we've never moved up to king. So I feel like, the move up to King is going to happen. I don't know when. I mean, you got you've got nighttime lock in. You, you've got a, like a product lock in with your frame. Yeah, I do totally. Yeah. Cause, Pla- cause platform the, is it a platform? Would you consider it as a platform? It's a bed. It's not even a nice frame, but it, no. it has an important but characteristic. You have it, but that, you have the bed. Yeah, is it, the important characteristic is that it has a headboard that is attached to the frame that both of us sit up in bed, and mm-hmm. this headboard supports our pillows. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever done this. This is a terrible mistake that I'm sure people have done. Well, we're we're we, we're we're totally commando. Like we're beyond commando. Oh, so maybe you're maybe you're you're experiencing this. I can't handle it. So if you take a bed and just shove it up against the wall, you like a hard you like a hard wooden thing behind your back when you sit up to uh to to read your fantasy. Well, the book. the alternative is imagine it's a wall. Imagine you just have your bed jammed against the wall, and then Check, you prop your pillows it. up against the wall. There is yeah. many problems with that. Problem okay, we, one, we we do that. Lay it out for me. Problem number one: mm-hmm. uh, your butt slowly scooches the mattress down, and so the pillow slides between the bed and wow. the wall because okay. the bed slowly moves away from the wall. Okay, got it. Okay. Problem number two: uh, depending on exactly how many pillows you have, if you have a, a remotely sane number of pillows, your back may be supported, but then <laughs> is one the right number? I have one. Right, but then your head is against a hard wall, so you're, oh, you're I see. not it's not comfortable, and you're probably leaving a big nice soft headboard back your up head against. Goes. Yeah. Well, so the headboard that we have in our thing, if you get the headboard, like it gives you, if your head is above the headboard, uh-huh. there is space between the headboard and the wall, so there's a place oh. for your head to go back and not hit against the wall. You've got back of the head clearance space. Right, and and. It, because I mean, you have a footboard too. Because our mattress is hemmed in between the you headboard have a and the footboard. footboard? A man no, of your height has a footboard. It, it's not very high. Like How do you it barely kick the peaks covers above, off at night. It barely peaks above the level Ugh. of the 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 mattress, but it hems in the mattress so that the mattress can't move what are you, anywhere. A Victorian and can't make princess, though, an odd way to sleep. It's not like a four poster bed. It's it's a very low. You got to go commando, buddy. You run board. you run the whole operation. My lady and I have very different sleep styles and desired temperatures, and it totally come at sleep number bed. Don't need it. I'm I'm, oh, I'm going commando. We have totally separate covers on the bed too. Okay, no I sleep cover. without a cover there's now. No, you know I'm no off the blanket. Sharing. You know I'm off the gravity blanket now. Yeah, I know. No. Now, now I'm getting as cool as possible. And then I let my every, feet get, every blanket is a gravity blanket unless it has no mass. So that's a that's a really good point. And and light I like to let my feet dangle. Is that is that from Destiny, John? It could be. <laughs> that sounds that was, like that was one close. of your... that was like, that was close to being uh, a, an apt joke about Destiny. And then what do you do? You level it up? Yeah. No. You used the level weapons back in Destiny One, but you don't. Uh, they changed that when you got um, your different yeah, vault. They're... Yeah. Now they give you a wardrobe. Kids here. these days don't appreciate it. You can no. get an exotic thing. You have to spend two days leveling it. They don't. Uh, know it. They don't know no how good idea. they have it. They call that grinding. Is that what that's called? Uh, well, that's one aspect of grinding for sure. Oh, okay. All right. And that that's when they make you work really late at EA. <laughs> <clears throat> it's called that's a play game. $69. Crunch. Crunch. $60, not $69. Six, oh, sorry. My bad. Nice. Nice. <laughs>